Hello there and welcome to the Last Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz that there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Black Adam. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined with my co-host John. How are you this week? Oh, I'm good. I'm very excited to talk about Black Adam. It's been such a ride since we got Black Adam announced and then we're like, oh, where's mm. this going to start? And then it's just like, oh, wow. Yeah. This has been in development since 2007. Yeah. Which and, is, um, which is in, maybe even before that, that which is insane. Yes. I was just so surprised when I saw this film. But yeah, let's get into Black Adam. So let me just Absolutely. Get and happy Halloween, kind of, almost. Oh, yeah. Uh, happy Halloween. <laughs> oh. It's spooky month. It, it is indeed. What better way to celebrate than with Black Adam itself, the ultimate Halloween movie? It seems like even though we cover every Marvel thing that comes out, we just missed the mark when it comes to DC. We missed both Super Pets and Peacemaker. And hey, I liked Super Pets. I loved Peacemaker, but never mind that now. Never mind that. We're back with Black Adam, the hierarchy of the We're DC back. universe. It's about to change, baby. <laughs> Ooh, yes. So, this is it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. briefly explain the plot for those who don't okay. know. Okay. In ancient conduct, Teth Adam was bestowed the almighty powers of the god. After using these powers for vengeance, he was imprisoned. Nearly 5,000 years have passed, and Black Adam has gone from man to myth to legend. Now free, his unique form of justice, born out of rage, is challenged by the modern-day heroes, the Justice Society. Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Atom Smasher, and Cyclone. That's the description right there. Wow. I mean, full spoilers ahead. So, you know, if you haven't seen Black Adam, it's worth the watch. Definitely. Uh, What did you think? I was, as I said earlier, I was surprised because we just saw like the DC universe, like completely in shambles, like since the announcement of Batgirl, you know, completely getting wiped off. Somehow no one got footage of it, like anywhere. They, they just couldn't get the footage anyway, but that's so sad. But I was just a bit, oh no, what what if this maybe fails? You know, <laughs> I, I remember The Rock just like saying something about like, he's not going to continue if the movie fails. I don't know. That was ages ago, but here we are. Black Adam. I am very happy that this was something that I was enjoying. Like this is one of the better films in this superhero phase right now like phase four of marvel oh my god we don't talk about that but there's some good <laughs> stuff there we have done videos on all the stuff in phase four so you know if you're interested in that you can check it out but dc has been on a real winning streak since justice league they have made banger after banger yeah okay maybe wonder woman 84 isn't a banger no but i think all of their live action stuff and even super pets you know even that kind of stuff i think they've really been nailing it but what's been happening this year is really worrying with all the cancellations Mm. and all of like the stuff that's gone on behind the scenes and we were gonna have five dc movies this year not including super pets and oh, we're we... now getting two of those five. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it might have even been six. And so this very much could have been the make or break of the DCEU, this movie. Dang. I did not know there was supposed to be like five DC films out yeah, this we year. Yeah, were, we were supposed to get The Batman, Black Adam, The Flash, Shazam, and Aquaman all this year. Oh, no. I know, but I know. Let's not get sad. The current state of DC looks very promising. Yes, right. Absolutely. Know. We will talk about that at the end of the video, but there's definitely some really exciting stuff happening. Yes, which we will talk about. But anyway, Black Adam, what do you think of it as well? Yeah, no, I thought that going in, what does one expect from a Dwayne Johnson superhero movie? <laughs> I didn't I didn't expect anything other than just dumb fun, cool action, a lot of badass stuff. And it delivered, it wasn't trying to be 
the greatest film of all time. It doesn't really have that good of a script, but you can tell this care been put into this movie. You can tell that everybody really wanted it to be good. You can tell they all tried their absolute hardest. It doesn't feel like it's just another in a long line of corporate things. You know, we all know that Dwayne Johnson has huge passion for this. It doesn't feel like I feel like a lot of MCU things have felt recently where it just feels like they're just making sequels and making movies just for the synergy of it all. I mean, hopefully Black Panther Wakanda Forever breaks oh. that chain. We shall see. But... This did feel so much more genuine than a lot of the recent comic book films and TV shows that we have been subjected to. Yeah, and I felt like this was so much fun to watch. Like, watching it at the big screen, and it's just so ridiculous. It's like Fast and Furious. There's some really good Fast and Furious films by there, like, you know, five, six, and seven. Like, those are the, like, the classics out there. And this felt like watching it. Like, it was just like a proper fun being at the cinema, just like yeah. enjoying yeah. this stupid but fun film because it's like, just Dwayne the Rock Johnson just being like Adam and the best part is that he was so passionate about it mm. and there were so many moments that was so cool in this film that even like trumped out the best moments in the MCU in phase four like there's some really good moments in the film that yeah. defined like Adam as a character but some really cool moments as well especially when I remember there was a huge backlash where there was people posting about Black Adam like in this zoomed in picture if you know yes yes Yes. that zoom in thing and then I was like that's a really cool shot what what, what are you talking about and then they were like literally comparing like oh my god DC has bad CGI I'm like well explain what happened if the one loves the thunder then explain that explain (laughs) that (laughs) oh that was atrocious I love that shot. That shot's part of a high-speed chase in the air. And I thought that was so good. It had such a sense of speed. And I think a lot of the action hit really hard. Like, I think I said this when we were talking about Batman v Superman way back when. But it feels a lot of the time in comic book action scenes. And I don't want to draw comparisons between Marvel and DC. But I'm going to do it anyway. It feels like... In the MCU, the action is so fast and so stylish that you don't feel the impact of a a punch. Look at Spider-Man 1 before the MCU. Sam Raimi, in that movie, when Peter is getting absolutely bodied by the Green Goblin at the end, you can feel every hit, every punch, every time that, that they connect with one another. You really feel that. And I think DC is really good at its action because you can feel those moments. And there are so many really, really cool, like awesome, epic, badass moments that really you do feel that. Like there's a moment where Atom Smasher just smashes Black Adam into the ground and you feel that you can properly feel the impact of that moment yeah I know what you mean exactly like there's some moments that were stylizing or defining the moments in the film that felt like epic moments as well like if you look in like some moments in the MCU currently now you don't really remember the set pieces as much like because there's so much going on like the CGI is a bit oversaturated but then here Mm. in Black Adam there's some really cool moments like when he was doing the standoff, like in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yes. And that was a really cool reference because usually... That was really nice. Usually what Marvel doesn't do is that it doesn't really allow to connect with movies because it feels so out of place, if you know what I mean. Like, it feels like there's so much going on and you just don't feel like this is the right reality. Whereas in Black Adam, it allows to connect with the audience and understanding that reference and also to feel like this is going to be like a really stupid film but just referencing like all the best moments in cinema and reconnecting that to like adam you know like it's a 
referring to all of that. And I really liked that. That was a really cool yeah. moment that he was like shooting lasers. And there was some really other cool moments as well that I really liked. Yeah, I mean, like that moment is really indicative of the whole thing, putting all its cards on the table immediately. And it's like, this is stupid. You go to watch a stupid film, just sit back, relax, and let us do our good, the bad, and the ugly reference. Like that was really, really fun. Yeah, and I think superhero films should do more references because that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. There's there's never yeah. there's never any harm in that. You know, like no. I I think I think about spaced as you know the work ah, of Edgar Wright. Space. Yeah, right. Ah, like yes. as a director, he is just absolutely, especially in his work of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, is absolutely piling on all of the references and that's part of the charm in a way but of course this movie introduces us to the justice society we get uh, yes we get four we get a hawkman dr fate atom smasher and cyclone and i obviously we've got quite a few superhero teams and they do draw a lot of similarities you know they've got the they've got the plane that comes out of the garden just like the x-men do you know they've got their mansion they've got this and that but you know they're not groundbreaking they're nothing especially new or different but i still really enjoyed seeing them i thought they were really really welcome and fun in the movie and there were some really good moments with them and i thought even though we don't get to fully explore all their characters the characterization of each of them were very clear so you can get emotionally invested even if the film doesn't explore every single thing yeah, I think that the film wasn't trying to explore as much of the justice society because I think that it was a great way of like, they're the superheroes, but then the people in Kandag have been through the occupation, like they've been through some terrifying things, you know, like they had to be ruled over in Kandag and they wanted someone to you know save them, needed the hero and they see Black Adam as a hero. And then there's this dichotomy of superheroes, you know, like, we need someone saving this whole city and they need to be saved. And then the Justice Society comes in and they're the superheroes. They're trying to save the city, but then they don't see the other side of the story, which is yeah. like Adam seeing Kandag as completely destroyed. He doesn't see his home anymore. Like, you know, that scene when this little boy just says like, this is your home. And then Black Adam's like, this is not my home. And well, he's been gone for 5,000 years. And I think that's a great way of seeing that. Yeah, I love how the Justice Society comes in. Again, the film doesn't explore every idea that it puts in place. And I kind of wish it did because the Justice Society come in and they're working for Amanda Waller, which is immediately a red flag, right? Like, oh. I really hope that wherever we go in the future, we explore why are these heroes working with Amanda Waller? How is she kind of manipulating them into doing these things? But they come into Kandak and they get told by this woman that the people of Kandak have been in need all this time. And the only time that they actually come to help them isn't, you know, when they're actually in need. It's, it's, it's actively to take away something that could help them like the justice society here are kind of villainous and i think the worst part of this movie 100 percent, is the villain like oh my oh, god this is this no. is a this is a d-tier villain like i know that dc and marvel have had some horrendous villains but this one I mean, okay. uh, I would have preferred that the Justice Society be more antagonist the entire way around. So we actually get to explore, instead of having the MacGuffin of the crown and, you know, this whole thing with hell and these demons coming out of the ground and and, and, and this guy turning into Sabak or whatever his name is, why not instead have the Justice Society be at odds with Black Adam the whole time and it be purely about their conflict? 
and you know them coming in as these saviors to Kandak who are really ungrateful of them and yeah. rightfully so like I feel like that's so much more interesting yeah I agree like I saw like some people talking about it as well like you know they should be the villainous side to the story and I think that's a great way of like showing Black Adam as the hero and then well, in the comics, he's this anti-hero. And I think that's a great way, way of like seeing that perspective. I think they should have done like this Justice Society because I think what the promotion was saying up is that it was going to be like huge, huge battle film. Like Battle of the Five Armies, Black Adam versus <laughs> the Justice Society, whatever. Yeah. Like, th- that was the way it was saying up. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, you can go to look at the trailers or the promotion. I mean, Dr. Fate, he was just like, Black Adam, to fight you. I don't they know. Cut out, like, they cut like out that. that. Do you see that, that thing, that uh, moment from the trailer where it zooms in on Dr. Fate's face beneath the mask and he says, Black Adam? They, they cut that out. They cut out that brilliant what? moment from the trailer. Oh, they did. So. But no, you're right. Like the trailers and all of the marketing built that up. And that's the best part of the movie in terms of the action. Like when they're like, you know, like when Black Adam's in the kind of construction area and Cyclone's throwing all of the poles at him and all the different Doctor Fates trying to pin him down and, and you know, Ant Smashers punching him into the ground. But that's a really cool part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, it was so weird that, you know, Atom Smasher was like Deadpool. But no, no, I mean, <laughs> not like the characterization of that, but like... The way it was like CGI, you know, I mean, like your yeah. eyes, the like mask, the you, yeah. yeah, the mask. I was like, is this is Deadpool, <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, that's actually it. That, that's a good segue because we've talked, we literally did a video about the superhero costumes, and I oh, think this yeah. movie it continues DC's trend of having amazing costumes. Oh my god, you know, we've talked about Aquaman's beautiful costume in the past and all the amazing Batman ones and he's Superman. But, uh, yes. you know, this continues the trend. Like, the costumes in this movie are immaculate. Dr. Fate and Hawkman and Cyclone and everyone, they look so good. And, you know, I wasn't actually, like, throughout the film, I was like, I don't really like Black Adam's outfit. And then at the end, he gets, like, a, a different outfit like the yeah, more comic gold. book outfit like with the gold boots and the gold like cuffs and the cape and i was like this is amazing like they really like it felt like a comic book movie it didn't feel like it was making it just felt like it was embracing all of these elements and it wasn't constantly like and and they felt real and tangible i know they're not completely real i know there is cgi elements but the cgi in this movie was genuinely great a lot of the time and yeah. You know, think about Love and Thunder again. Like, <laughs> the, like think about the costumes and the helmets and that. They look uh, really distracting. But in this, they all look really, really great. And the costumes just fit really well with the tone of the film. Like, they just fit, you know, the Justice Society and then Black Adam's costume, like, at the end. Oh, peak costume right there. Like, so that's good. a great way of showing, like, a superhero that is fully realizing his arc. Mm. You know, like, mm. that is his arc throughout the way yeah oh this is the black adam like he's yeah. trying to do like trying to save conduct and that was a really good point out to the costumes like i really like dr fate's costume that was so cool with the helmet i love dr fate's outfit and the whole time like marketing wise i was like yeah i don't know I'm, I'm a little bit unsure about the fact that the helmet doesn't have eyes and at the end when the helmet's eyes open i was like yes it was it was just so Wait, there were so many moments open? Yeah, um, you know when Hawkman has the helmet and he uses yeah, yeah, it, yeah. the yeah. eyes open. I didn't realize Did you, that. Like that, that, that was like honestly, like you know, you don't expect a Black Adam movie to go this hard 
with like this kind of stuff you know you know amanda waller shows up amelia harcourt shows up obviously that one guy from the end shows up i wonder who but like like it was really cool to see all these characters and i would love to see the justice society again like give them give them a movie you know bring in starman star girl give us our man dr midnight wildcat green lantern the flash just give us a full justice society movie i'm there i like this this yeah. taste of the justice society is enough to make me want a lot more from them yeah and i agree yeah i really enjoyed their characters as well i love how dr fate was kind of haunted by his dreams and his visions a lot of people on the internet who I, i'm really like it really annoys me they're just comparing them to other heroes and i just it, it's not like that at all like I love, like Doctor, F- I love how Doctor Fate. He's not just Doctor Strange. He he's, he's not even Doctor Strange at all. He's completely no. different to the art. Yeah, as well. like Doctor Strange, he's like sad and depressed. Like he can't get back to his girlfriend, and he's just like <laughs> in his own house, and he's like, oh no, what am I doing? And you see that in the two films and the really bad What If series. Like he's really sad. But yeah, here with Pierce Bronson's Doctor Fate, it's a whole lot different. If you look, yeah, Doctor Strange, especially in the first movie, he's very quippy. He's very Tony Stark. He's very jokey. Doctor Fate is funny, but he doesn't make jokes like that. He's a very different kind of character. He's older. He's wiser. You know, he he just acts differently. And the fact that people think they're the same, ridiculous. Like, how can people look at Hawkman and say, oh, yeah, it's just Falcon? Like, are you kidding me? Just because. He did not say that. Did they say that? People, people, oh, have, people nah. have said that, and it's like, is nah. that really, is that really just because he's got wings? Like, dude, that's not. That's like, messed no, up. No, 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 that's no. messed up. Yeah, it's just like Hawkman. It was. I really liked him as well. Like, yeah, you know, he was like really like you know uber like serious, and he very much sees this as like his job to do and his duty, and he's the one who comes to an understanding with with Black Adam. and like also he's got like this relationship with everybody. There's loads of things going on. And I think that people saying that Atom Smasher is a mix between Ant-Man and Deadpool, like, no, not really. He's young and he's like, optimistic and he's trying to live up to his uncle, cameo by Henry Winkler for some reason, which I, is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then people are saying Cyclone's just Storm. No, 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 she's no, not. Th- she's, she's like not. uber intelligent and similar to Atom Smasher, a lot more kind of wet behind the ears. And it's like, come on, come on. That's not Ridiculous. my comparisons to, you know, characterization because it's DC. There's loads of comparisons to DC and Marvel, like in comic book terms. Like Deathstroke. And then a few years later, I believe, after Deathstroke was created, it got Deadpool. And then they were comparing like, you know, how Marvel or DC copy you know, characters. But here in film, like it's completely different. Like DC is a whole new bunch of characters that they explored, you know, like Batman in BBS and Superman and Man of Steel and like Wonder Woman in the first one and it's completely different how they you know try to reinvent the characters and make it emotional and the way they show it on the screen as well and Black Adam it does it again you know like it does you know with the characters and they make it so believable they make it realistic on the way and it's completely original you know what the idea is like Parkman nothing like Falcon at all like yeah. Parkman's got this really cool mace like that just spins yes. and it just changes weapons and he, Love he can fly as well. He's got wings. He's got wings for you. He does have wings, like yeah. But I, but I, I really, I, I thought he was just really cool. And then the really cool thing is that he 
can come back to life like in a different body so like yeah. the idea of a hogman is that he is not afraid of death and he will come back to life and there's a really cool story with hogman throughout the comics I, I recommend if you want to hear more about hogman it's really cool if you want to go into it it was during the crisis event oh no it was dark knight metal so yeah nice. if you yeah, it's really cool. They explored Hawkman like properly in like the psychological idea of that, like throughout mm. different crises. And it was so cool. So I read. Yeah. Recommend. I think it, it was it, different crises. I'm not sure if I'm mistaken, but yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was it's, different crises. Yeah. It, it, it's DC. There's a thousand different crises events. <laughs> but Final crisis. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Final Crisis, Identity Crisis, Infinite Crisis, Crisis and Infinite Earths, Crisis on Earth. It's like, calm down, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, I have to, guys, I have to say, not... though, like a lot of the things that disappoint me about this film come down to the fact that if the villain wasn't there and it was just just a society, you can explore these characters so much more like they like they explore them, but only on a base level sense. And let's go deeper. You know, let's let's really drill into these characters because I feel like, you know, that would make this movie so much stronger. There is a lack of characterization for some of these, uh, a lack of development, at least. And like the villain was just so baffling. He's basically an an uncharted villain who, you know, wants the artifact and then uses Uh... the artifact and becomes like evil, you know, like very kind of Indiana Jones Uncharted, that kind of thing. I was just like. This is this is so strange. Like, why? Ah, no, wasn't a maybe. Fan. Maybe there all. was something going on with DC. Like, we need to add a villain, but then like, no, we got the just the sides. We can explore through that. Like, no, we need a proper villain. And then yeah, it's just an uncharted villain all the way through. <laughs> Last week we talked about She-Hulk, and in She-Hulk they literally make a jab at the fact that all comic book films. You know, they all end with this big like fight with a villain, and it's like, yeah, this one fell into that trap, and that's the worst part of the movie. <laughs> the villain even does a sky beam. Like, come on, <laughs> when you when your villain does a sky beam, you know that you've made mistakes in your life. <laughs> oh yeah, like, that... guys, come on. And then the really, really annoying thing was I don't know why they decided to like set up the plot twist that he was the double crosser the entire time. I yeah. don't know why, but it just was it was like showing to different characters and then it was like meant to show us as the audience like <gasps> oh my god he's the double crosser <laughs> and then like, what that guy's yeah no there was just yeah. it did feel uh, annoying. I mean it was for me the t- my two least favorite aspects of this movie were him and the other human characters. I can't tell you how much the kid annoyed me. Oh, like oh, at the end when sweet. he's like, when he's like, guys, we need to rise up. We're going to fight the demons. And it's like, shut up, man. Shut up. Shut up. Like, dude, come on. <laughs> like, and you know, when you consider that Shazam has like really, really likable kid characters in, you know, Billy's family and his siblings, like this kid was just not it. He was just, he was kind of, he, he was quite time. annoying. I know. Yeah. And it's just like, there were a couple of fun moments, like the whole, I really enjoyed the ongoing joke of tell him the man in black sent you. And the fact that Black Adam, he keeps on missing the chance to say his one liner. And then he finally says, I, that was fun. That but, was cool. That was but the kid, the, the kid, the kid, the kid and his mom, they just weren't really that fleshed out. They have one character trait and their character trait is I love Kandak. I want Kandak to be freed, you know, and that's kind of, again, yeah. we need more time to fully develop these, these guys. Um, mm. that did feel like a whole section of the plot that was very disinteresting. And a lot of the first act is about that. 
So the first yeah. act to me, I was kind of underwhelmed because it was very much about those characters and they were the least interesting part of the movie to me. You know, the opening, like the kid telling us about conduct. I don't know how he knows this, but I think it's like, yeah, but, it's, yeah, it's, it's a legend, uh, I guess. Yeah. The way it was opening up and then he start talking, it just gave me the flash intro. And <laughs> my name <laughs> my is very, my, my name is Teth Adam. <laughs> it just gave me that flashback because we knew, oh no. We're going to get a bunch of information. Like, yeah. it's so annoying when there's superhero films or, like, action films like this go, I got to tell you everything. I've been hunted by the CIA. I got yeah. private uh, documents and everything, and yeah. I, I miss my wife. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, it, and I, it felt... I need to eat my meat. And... Yeah, it was just so, like, generic. And, like, they do this whole twist where he's like, I wasn't the original choice. It was my son. And that was a very obvious twist. Like, I saw that obvious. coming. It, and, and while it did add texture and it made the plot more interesting, it was so obvious. And it made that whole first act completely redundant. Like, what's I the point? What... <laughs> but it did give us the greatest thing ever. Skinny Rock. Oh my god. Skinny Rock. <laughs> Finally. They put, Something they, that put, I can... they put they put Dwayne Johnson's head on a skinny body and oh my god it's, it's the so funniest weird. thing it's so weird it's so weird it's like he's so ripped but then later on he's like he's returning back into you know his normal form and it's like oh my god skinny the rock johnson it's skinny. <laughs> skinny. skinny the rock johnson brilliant uh, that's it that's it oh my it god. was it was really weird it, it was, was so just weird. like what you do like okay you know the beginning when the kid talks to his dad and you can't see the dad's face. I was immediately like, "Yeah, that's him. Hey, that's the rock." Hey, what's up, Dwayne? How you doing? Yeah, <laughs> and they literally, they literally show it in the trailer. They literally show him cradling his son, and it's like, "Come on, come on." I was a I slave. Mean, yeah, time. exactly. It yeah. was like literally showing the plot twist. It was like showing yeah. the entire thing, and it was like, <laughs> "Okay, guys, it's the rock. He sacrificed himself to be Black Adam." It was like. Oh, okay. And then another thing was interesting was mm. The Wizards. Yes. Yes, The Wizards. Very cool. Uh, this yes. this film, I really liked how it was connected to the DCEU in very subtle ways. Yes. It didn't feel like Ant-Man, where Falcon shows up for 20 minutes in the middle. It was like... Okay, so the wizards are here. That makes sense. That's connected to the origin. They even reference that in Shazam. Sure. Amanda Waller's here for two seconds because she's the person who, you know, like deploys the Justice Society. You know, they need to meet somebody when they imprison Black Adam. So why can't it be Harcourt? I liked that. And I feel like that's really nice and a really cool way of taking the film and kind of like implanting it in this universe. Um, I feel that's a good place to end our discussion about Black Adam and start talking about the future of DC a little bit. Are there any more points about Black Adam that you want to make before we move on? Yes, one point of criticism. Right. Why was the music so loud in this Oh film? my God, you're so right. <laughs> the music. Every I couldn't time. hear a piece of dialogue <laughs> when the characters, like, there's some of the movies, like, the, the beautiful score, like, reaching in. It was like, it, it was like, you know, the shepherd's boy. You know, in, yeah. uh, in yeah. Doctor Who, like that yeah. music, you cannot hear the Peter Capaldi's dialogue like, one second, what? What? <laughs> it was like that the entire way through. The music it was, was so loud. That, that was my piece of criticism. They'd, they'd be Thank having, you. They'd, Thank you for my they'd, TED Talk. They'd be having a, a conversation and then the music would be like, it was like so loud and you just couldn't hear what's going on. It's just like, this movie, it's just too badass 
it, it like you know it, 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 it's in the title of the video it's it's unapologetically badass it doesn't care it's Hell just like yeah yeah the music's gonna be too loud so what and it's just it just goes for it and it was fun it was really cool it was a really enjoyable film and i yeah. recommend you going to see it at the cinema because it's absolutely it's stupid it's fun and yeah <laughs> i wonder and if it's, the walk to just it's, listen to it, this is like why are these two idiots listening what are they saying? What are they it's saying? not a. It, it's it's not a masterpiece, but it doesn't it doesn't have to be. I love how versatile DC is recently. Every film they don't feel like they're coming from a formula. And yeah, this film has formulaic elements to it, but they feel more like they're each made targeting different audiences mm. and they're exploring different niches and different genres. Like that's just what I want to see out of these universes. And yeah, so like before we talk about the DCEU, we're gonna give Black Adam out of ten seven cool yeah i'm gonna go six so i don't i don't think anything happened in the post credit scene did did anything happen i don't think um, so um i don't know oh, yeah yeah i don't i mean I, I remember oh the one. oh, like, oh of course wait, 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 John, how, how could we amanda waller was there oh my god let's oh my go god. oh let's go we got continuity <laughs> in the dceu wait Woo! Is it, wait isn't not called the dceu one uh, yeah, now? I think it's called the DCU now. Just DCU, as yeah. in like Detective Comics Universe. Ah, that's interesting. I mean, we don't sure. have any anything huge, do we? No. Like talk about no. at the end, right? Unless people saw the rest of the film and uh, <laughs> spots something out like very small. It's official now. Superman's there, isn't he? Bloody yes! Superman! I mean, like, okay. So, any long-time listeners of the podcast will remember when we did our. Oh, I can't. I think it was the Gray Man episode. Was it? No, it was either. It was something like that. Maybe it was Miss Marvel. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Yeah, when we did when we did our Miss Marvel episode at the end, we said because that was the week before Comic Con, and at the end we said we might do a Comic Con episode because we're hoping <laughs> that the rumors are true. And if anybody remembers the rumors, the rumors were that Henry Cavill would be announced to be coming back to DCU as Superman, and it didn't happen. And you remember, John, we were waiting for it to happen. It didn't happen, and it was so soul crushing. Anybody who's listening, listen to oh, our our Snyder trilogy episodes. We love Superman. And we love Henry Cavill in the role. And it's so good to see him back. Henry, yes. Thank Henry. you. Hell and yeah. so, like, Dwayne Johnson, just well done. Well done. You got, you brought Henry Cavill back. And it makes you so happy that that's happened, finally. Yeah. And since we talked about Snyder Cut, we've just been, like, hoping for, like, news about, like, what the future of DC is going to be like. We had highs and lows and mm. everything about DCU. And we was, like, so bummed about, like, you know, what if they're not going to continue the Snyderverse or what if they're going to, you know, continue with this whole amazing journey with DC right now? And it had so much potential. Like we thought about everything that, you know, they might explore. And then yeah. now it's bright. The future is bright for DCU. It's, it really is. And I'm very thankful for The Rock. I can't believe Yes. And thank you, The Rock, after this. But thank <laughs> I mean, you, man. It, we, we, yeah. were, we were worried that Dwayne would become the Kevin Feige of the universe, for lack of a better term. But we know now that's not the case because James Gunn and Peter Safran are co-CEOs of DC Studios, which is brilliant. I know that some people don't like James Gunn's movies, but what you've got to remember is that James Gunn isn't going to make everything like The Suicide Squad. Mm. That's his movie. That's his style. And he knows the importance of 
giving creatives freedom. He he understands that. I think this is the you best did. thing that could possibly happen. And think about it. People who know, yeah. James Gunn wrote Zack Snyder's first movie. This could be the key to getting Zack Snyder back. And I don't want it to all be the Snyderverse. I want to see other things too. Yeah. But I think we're in a really exciting position for DC. To make myself clear, though, Batgirl, release it. Oh my God, please. Like we still, we still really, really deserve Batgirl. All the people who worked hard on Batgirl for it not to be released. So unfair. And they, I really hope they find a way to release it. Because yeah. God damn, that's just not fair in the slightest. Yeah, we just been hoping about like any news about Batgirl as well. Like we wanted to come back. It's something that we've been hyping about like for years. We're like, oh my God, a Batgirl film. That's that's going to be really interesting and it's going to be like very different. As you said, some superheroes are generic, but with DC, it's like there's no formula, as you said. Like, And Batgirl had so much potential. Like Brendan Fraser? Oh my God, how could Brendan you? Brendan Fraser as Firefly? Dude, who wouldn't want that? We're getting J.K. Simmons back as Commissioner Gordon. Michael Keaton's Batman was going to be there. Leslie Grace was going to be playing Batgirl. You got the directors of the best episodes of Miss Marvel and, and Bad Boys for Life. They've been through a lot of things like Batgirl completely yeah. gone. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's just like, come on, come on. Not fair. I really hope we get to see that one one day, but... There have been some really upsetting things about DC. They have shelved Emerald Fennell's Zatanna movie. They're not going ahead with their Green Lantern TV show in its original form. Things have got better than they were, but still, there's work to be done. And I really hope that they can still make passionate, creative-led projects and really explore and expand the DC catalogue. We were going to get, like, think about this. Some of the projects that have been cancelled were a film about the New Gods, a film about the Wonder Twins, Batgirl, Zatanna. Like, DC is more than just the core Justice League. And I feel like films like The Suicide Squad understand that. It throws in so many cool and obscure characters. Let's just go for that. Let's do more. I really hope that we can, in the the future, continue to do what DC have been doing. And hopefully another Superman movie. Yeah, we've been waiting for that for years. Like, <laughs> since when? Nearly 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah, Man of Steel was 2013. So next year will be the 10th anniversary. That is crazy. And as I said, the future is bright. I just realized those projects that you talked about, like New Guards and Green Lantern. But Green Lantern's coming back. So that's good. Yeah, we, we got... are getting a Jon Stewart TV show, it seems. I mean, Jon Stewart deserves a movie, let's be honest. But I still think it's cool that we're getting a TV show. What do you think we're going to see for Black Adam. Do you think we're going to get Black Adam versus Superman? Do you think Black Adam will be in Shazam 3? Like, what do you think is going on? That's interesting. I think they should go for a mix of both, but I'm not too sure because it needs to link with the continuity of you know, Shazam and we've got this whole Shazam movie and then a second one as well. And I think they would need to establish that in the third one, you know, the relationship between Shazam and like Adam. And it's very different because you got the same, you know, idea of like Shazam and the whole thing with the powers, but they have completely different ideas. And I would see how they would go head to head or have that relationship. And then Superman and Black Adam, that would be interesting actually, because you've got two very powerful, powerful, powerful. No, I, I agree with you. We've got like really interesting dynamics to be explored. I hope they don't forget 
Shazam and Black Adam, they're arch nemeses. Black Adam needs to fight Shazam and Shazam should win. Like, I know that Dwayne Johnson doesn't like to lose, but he's a producer on Shazam. I hope that he cares enough about DC to know that even though Black Adam is powerful and really cool and strong, that Shazam is the place. And I think that what I hope for personally is that in Shazam 3, it's not just Shazam, it's Black Adam and Superman. Think about it. It makes sense. Shazam and Superman have already met. Technically, they met at the end of the first Shazam and Shazam's always looking up at the other heroes. You can get like the good dynamics between them and Black Adam is, you know, like this powerful thing who Superman's already warned, you know, and they can fight and they're connected through the wizard. I think this could be really cool. Yeah. And as you said, there must be interesting dynamics to explore as well. And mm. yeah, we got a whole new thing to explore. You know, like there could be huge potential for, you know, James Gunn. And I remember Kevin Feige wanted to cross over movie yeah but... no. no 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 don't do that don't do not do that. don't do make not. a crossover don't make a don't make a marvel you mean a marvel dc crossover right that's what you said yeah let's not do that let's not <laughs> just keep them separate man like they're so different yeah and true. they don't need to rely on each other it's a it's a dark day when that happens my final thing that i want to talk about before we wrap it up is what do you think about superman's suit He's wearing the Man of Steel suit in Black Adam. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts? It's a suit. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh <laughs> my God, the... he's right. It is a suit. Holy shit. But no, I'm I'm really happy they brought back that suit because I remember Zack Snyder was talking about the suit and he was like talking about there should be some Kryptonian language onto the suit. And I think that's really cool as well and mm. they wanted to bring back Henry Cavill Superman I think that's a great way to approach that because what else are you going to bring back Henry Cavill is not going to use like that classic suit from Man of Steel and I think that is a great way like you know showing who Superman really is this isn't actually the suit with the suit with the Kryptonian language on it it doesn't no that, that's the man that's the Batman v Superman suit so I find that I think it's interesting oh. that let's for a moment let's assume that Zack Snyder's Justice League is canon it should be canon let's assume that it is yes. canon Okay, yeah. Basically, Superman's story goes, he wears the Man of Steel suit, and then he wears the Batman v Superman suit, and then he wears the black suit, and then he goes back to the Man of Steel suit, and then he goes back to the black suit, and then eventually, he, when he becomes evil in the Nightmare timeline, he wears the Batman v Superman suit again. I hope they clear this up. <laughs> I know that Henry Cavill talked recently, and he said that he chose the Man of Steel suit because it was nostalgic, because it was the first one that he put on, and he and, and it was a really big moment for him when he returned to the character. I hope that we kind of get some continuity for the suits. I don't know what's really going on with that, but I like the idea that every day, <laughs> every week, Superman chooses <laughs> what suit to wear. You uh, know, like maybe sometimes. The way that I'm that I'm thinking about it at the moment is in Man of Steel, Jor-El has an entire wardrobe of suits. Let's say he's got three. Let's say he's got the you know the three main ones: he's got Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, and the black suit. I would say that maybe Jor-El, you know, he gives him this suit. He gives him the classic suit, and he says this is a symbol of hope. So Superman wears that suit in Man of Steel because he wants it to be that symbol of hope. But he kind of fails in Man of Steel, you know. Yeah. And he's and you know and after that he gets a huge backlash 
and he he is a bit down on the world and down on himself and he's questioning everything so in batman v superman he wears a different suit a suit that tries to connect him more but kind of fails and he dies in that suit and obviously the black suit is a symbol of his rebirth and it absorbs more sun energy and then from there because he's more hopeful again he puts on the original suit and then maybe when he goes to fight dark side he puts on the black suit again because he needs that sun energy and then when Lois dies and he succumbs to anti-life, he puts on the Batman v Superman suit because he's feeling down on the world again. Like maybe he genuinely has different suits and he's like trying to figure out which one he wears at the beginning of each day. He's like, oh, I'm not really feeling the black suit today. I'll put on the red and blue again. Like I like the idea that he's just sitting in the, like somebody's drowning and he's just in the fortress, just like, hmm, which do I choose today? <laughs> you just got a whole different law. <laughs> I was just yeah. like... Uh, yes, he wears different suits because suit. I'm just like... Well, I mean, if... I really hope that Zack Snyder's Justice League is canon. Like, I really, really hope that it's canon. Oh, and imagine. This kind of complicates that, since as though he's not wearing that suit. Imagine The Rock just, like, announcing, like, saying, we're bringing back the Snyderverse or the Snyder, like, storyline. Or... That would be really cool. Um, I think that, personally, what I want is that they don't backtrack... They just continue the storyline, but let it grow. You know, if you bring them back, you know, bring them back as they are now. Have Aquaman and the Flash wearing their new suits, you know, have Shazam in it. You know, like if you've got Suicide Squad members in there, have members from the Suicide. I just think that it doesn't have to be exactly what Zach originally planned with the exact characters, you know. Who really wants to see the nightmare with Mera in it? I don't. No, no. no I don't. I don't want please. to watch. That. I don't want that. Please, I don't. Exactly. Want that. Replace Mera with somebody else. Replace it with Mary Marvel. Someone like that. Like I think we could genuinely do something different and cooler and embrace all that DC has done in nearly ten years. It's mad that DCU has been going on for ten years and yet we still haven't had that big crossover event like marvel have at least we got some really exciting news and i'm glad that we just got those now and the rock he's finally saved the dcu absolutely not that it needed saving but in terms of as a universe i think we're we're in good hands let's hope with the rock and peter saffron and james gunn so yeah thank you everybody for listening uh, half Black Adam, half just DCEU talk in general. Uh, if you are listening on YouTube and you enjoyed it, give it a like and you can subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow us if you want to see more and give us a five-star review if you think we're worthy. Next week, we're going over to Marvel. We're going to be doing Black Panther in preparation for Wakanda Forever. I'm really excited to do those two movies. I really hope Wakanda Forever is amazing i heard really good reviews well yeah some, me too like, first like previews like talking about like the film and yeah i'm very excited to see what where this film takes and i heard there's like the best film out of phase four hopefully please please yes please let be the pandora's box and let us in see what <laughs> what marvel is actually working on and it's going to be like yeah. something really emotional i mean it's the final well the pen, it's it's also phase four's penultimate so let's hope that it it really kind of you know 
smashes it out of the park. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can send us an email with your questions and your thoughts. Tell us your thoughts on Black Adam and the DCEU. Ask us questions, anything that we didn't cover in this video or anything like that, just anything in general, and we will answer it on the podcast if you email us at alstonefilmpod at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. We enjoy talking about Black Adam. Go see it. It's a really yeah. fun film, and if you didn't like it, well, that's your opinion, and then everyone should respect. So, yeah, enjoy. Yes, enjoy. that's a very that's a very good point. Respect yeah. everyone's opinions, and don't be like... in an argument for hours and like no. saying, <laughs> "No, you're an idiot for not liking this." Oh my, oh my god, yeah. you, did, you didn't like. Well, yeah, let let's not get into that. This is no an idea yeah. where we just look into stuff and then we just talk about each other each other's opinions as well. Uh, especially music. Uh, the music being really loud. Okay, take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.